I mean, you can start drinking tequila now. Yeah. I, I can't. Santi's behind me, so just put it in something. Um, but no, like if I start drinking like hard liquor, I'll start swearing, and Santi has like a swear uh, a swear jar. So like every time he catches me, <laughs> I just go broke. <laughs> every time he catches me swearing, he's like, "Dad, how much is it, Santi?" Every time I swear, uh, one dollar for swear. Uh, other but other what? Two dollars for the B word and one dollar for everything else. Hello, everyone. This is the 55 One Podcast. I'm Wes and I am joined by my comrades in soccer. Uh, Corey Schreppel, Mark Fangmeyer, hey. and Rodrigo. <laughs> and, you know, that's how you Wait. do the intro, unless you want to do it differently. No, no, no. You can't no, say, no, you, no, you no, can't no, say no. My, la- my full last name, but Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. That's yeah. much better. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, all, mm-hmm. all right, everyone. Uh, <laughs> how's it going? This is the um, Bored as Hell podcast. We had no soccer this weekend. What did you guys do with your uh, not having to. Uh, not having to live in the the panic and sadness. I I went down to Rushford, Minnesota and biked 60 miles on the Root River Trail. Was that and then I went and then I went to Cosmic Bowling in downtown Rushford. It was $8 for unlimited bowling including shoes. God damn. Ooh, like and balls travel. too. Oh yeah. It was great. That's um, impressive. Anyone else going to top that? Anyone else? Um have, have- I my wife and I took Friday off and we took our daughter who is four and a half. Uh, her name is Wilhelmina for Wilhelmina day, which is the first time she got to hang out with just mommy and daddy for the whole day since her brother's been born. <laughs> so we, uh, we got some, uh, uh, her favorite smoothie at the local coffee shop. We went to the children's museum, went to Candyland, went to punch pizza, went to the Minnesota zoo, went to bad weather for a root beer. And then we went to Digidio's for dinner. Big big Friday. That's a pretty good Wilmina day. Yeah, oh, I want Wilmina day. Can you take me on that? I, I think we could do it. Yeah, Rodrigo, uh, did you do anything to celebrate um, not having to uh, not having to live in the sadness? Um, so it just happened to also be Isa Watch's seventeenth birthday. Oh, that's the Saturday. Happy birthday, Isa Watch. So on Friday, she had um, a family day, like a family kind of barbecue type of thing because he didn't want, she didn't want anyone, anyone, uh, anyone else to be at her like real party, which was Saturday, which is her birthday. She had to play a tournament, but overall, had, you know, she had fun. We had um, uh, Elisa Vicuña came over and uh, I got to meet Luciano, boxer. Uh, and um, her dog? I made her mango margaritas and she loved them. And and there was a bunch of people. Is that her dog? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just didn't. I, I was like, Luciano is not her boyfriend's name. I know. That's <laughs> the interesting that's part. That's the boxer that she's seeing on the side. Sorry to <laughs> break that to you, Brett, but uh, we're breaking lots of news no, here. No, on- Brett, Brett, so here's the thing. Like, uh, um, she was only supposed to come over and give uh, Issa Watch. Uh, a present, and then she was going to leave because Brett was making um, 
dinner, but as soon as she found out that we had, you know, catering by Olive Garden, she started eating. And then she said, um, she said that Brett was going to text me because she left her phone <laughs> charging. And so like, Elisa left literally maybe, she was one of the last to leave. So it was like 10 minutes. And then after that, I got a text from Brett asking me if Elisa was still over there. And I was like, nope, she, no, she just left 10 minutes Luciano, ago. her boxer boy. Luciano, she left with Luciano, I said. Lucy. So, yeah, besides that, I spent time at uh, at Costco a lot. Um, don't ask me why. That sounds and, that sounds like a good weekend. <laughs> All right, yeah, now I'm going to move on uh, to the interesting part of the <laughs> Once we go Costco, I move on. All right. Um, but I also got this really cool uh, Boca du Nord scarf. Who sent made by, that? Uh, uh, Kevin du Nord, right? The, the Boca du Nord guy on Twitter. Yeah. So Kevin, uh, he was kind enough to be able to to send me one because I'm a big Boca fan. Always been a big Boca fan since I was little. So it's glad I'm glad to uh, to have a scarf now that I can put in my collection. So thank you. Excellent. Um, all right, we are going to. Um, we've got some questions that that came in, but we've got lots of just bits of news. So I'm going to start with uh, Rando Euro um, Roundup news which is that uh, big news in Denmark, which you guys you guys follow Danish Super League up pretty closely. I know lots of our listeners do. Um, Bronby win the Danish title after a 16-year drought. We talked about that um, when we had Henrik Hugelt uh, um, Luna on the podcast. And, uh, and so congratulations to Bronby fans. They are up. There's a great group of fans for them. Um, Brentford uh, versus Swansea. That is the uh, English Championship playoff. This is the most interesting game in England every year. It's the uh, the um, ecstatic uh, joy or the heartbreak uh, of which team is the last to go up to the um, EPL. And so Brentford Bees, I'm a big Bees man myself uh, ever since I discovered them two years ago. And uh, versus Swansea, who, um, you know, lots of people are fans of them here. But I'm going to open the bar just for that game. There's nothing really going on that morning, so I was going to sleep in. But the game's on at 9. Might as well get some donuts and watch us some uh, championship playoff games. So if you want to make me not lonely, you can come join and we'll cheer for the bees. Or you can cheer for Swansea and I'll just throw things at you. Um, Inter Milan. Won the Serie A for the first time in over a decade since the 2009-2010 season. I usually don't follow Serie A because of the whole lots of racist things. But um, Lukaku, when Lukaku wins an award, you got everyone has to take note because he's a beautiful man and can destroy the ball in a myriad of ways. Am I just keep going? Did anyone watch any of these? Great, cool. I'm just gonna keep going with the news. Oh uh, no, I no. I, oh, um, what is it? There was the um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Madrid won uh, La Liga, but there was a, the best part is that like they won it. Atleti, Atletico won. Madrid. Yes. Yeah. Not Real Madrid. Who are no? I didn't. I didn't that's, a, that's a big difference, Mark. I just right? said Madrid. You. Can, Choose which one I was yeah, talking Madrid, about. No, usually the no. Madrid out there. Madrid, yeah. Oh, maybe to you. Yes. Uh, okay. Maybe okay. to the rest. <laughs> of Remove them from the pod. <laughs> All right. At, no, but like the, the best thing they they won with Suarez, and um, the last time that they won was when uh, David Villa was sold to Atletico for five million dollars or whatever, and then 
lo and behold, they won from Barcelona. So basically, Barcelona is just really good at selling off their forwards and then having Real or not Real Atletico Madrid win it. So that's awesome. So that's uh, Diego Simeone's. Shut the hell up, ad. All right, that's Diego Simeone's uh, daughter <laughs> in a post game interview. Uh, Diego Simeone is, is simultaneously a beautiful man and a wonderful villain. And uh, it's his, his daughter singing in the post game interview after, after they've uh, clinched the title. So. Yes, congratulations to Atletico Madrid. The, Atletico. Yeah. Um, other other thing was uh, Lille beat PSG. Speaking of overcoming evil empires, uh, tiny little Lille, who we've talked about recently a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, because they, uh, you know, have have been so good at selling players around the world, but they um, also like um you know are struggling for money <laughs> and uh and they beat PSG who are just like they spend billions of dollars and cheat all the time but uh Lille win uh Liga so congratulations to them the uh, there was other uh French Liga news Mark yeah uh AS Monaco who um you guys might know as having a goalkeeper who is Vito Manone Yep. Uh, they ended up with a 0-0 draw this weekend, but that was enough to put them in finish on the table in third. And they are now Champions League qualifier bound. And that's awesome for Vito. So they're going to get kicked out of the Champions League by uh, Sligo Wanderers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, some, some Romanian team. <laughs> yeah, um, th- that is cool. Good for Vito. Um, last was uh, Josh Sargent's Werder Bremen, uh, a team that he... Play, ostensibly plays for but does not score goals for. Uh, they were relegated on the last day of the Bundesliga. Um, it was also there was a great moment at the uh, on the final day um, when uh, Bayer Leverkusen were playing against uh, Dortmund, and it was um, Lars Bender's last game. Lars Bender's just like a long time great German soccer player who was not in that like super upper echelon. Um, great player for Leverkusen, and, and uh, he he gets subbed on late in the game to take a penalty, and uh, Dortmund are up already, and so the Dortmund keeper just stands in the middle and lets him just go, lets it go right by. Anyway, it was great, great to watch stuff like that, heartwarming. Um, that's uh, that's kind of the European roundup. Uh, I mean, we could talk about England and Tottenham stupidly winning, so that they're in the Pewter Cup or whatever the European uh, bedchamber. Um, uh, competition. No, it's. I think it's the it's the bed, it's the bed chamber pot league. The, yeah, the bed ch- chamber <laughs> pot. There you go. Yeah, bed chamber pot. Really gonna love uh, playing on a. Uh, it's it's not even on a Thursday night. It's like a Thursday morning in like rural Turkmenistan Albania or, something or something like that. Yeah, it's like. So congratulations, uh, Gareth Bale. You really hate Tottenham Hotspur that much that he's like, oh, I'm not coming back here. I'm going to fuck these guys over, score a couple goals. Thank you. Thank you for my uh, my reconditioning before the Euros. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So um, let's take a break. We'll come back and we've got more news that's that's more um, U.S. focused. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. 
Bienvenidos al 551. We are back. Um. <laughs> you nailed it. That's just as good as I do it, Rodrigo. All right, here we are. Let's let's talk about some uh, good, the bad, and the weird in our uh, our, our weekly roundup of uh, news stories. Start with start me off with with the good, Rodrigo, because we got some good NWSL just um this shit talking. All right, so um, those who have been following the NWSL, you know that uh, the what is it the OL Tacoma Rain FC WXYZ. I just you, you never know what the true name is. Um, they played the Thorns. And you never the do. Thorns it's it's OL been, Rain, um, but yes. Yeah, yeah well, uh, they played the Thorns, and the Thorns are supposed to be, like, you know, really good team, but they ended up losing to uh, Megan Rapino's team um, at Portland. Uh, and Megan Rapino scored off a free kick, so she beat, you know, she beat AD, and it was just, you know, a great goal. And then she goes ahead and celebrates with the Portland fans. And the Portland fans didn't know what to do because, according to uh, our president, um, she uh, she's loved by everyone. So the quote says, when they ask her, um, it's a great atmosphere. Obviously, the Thorn fans need no introduction. They're incredible. They have one big problem, though, is that they love me. So it's really difficult for them to cheer against me. So when I scored, I had to go right over and really talk my isht. I was trying to talk isht to them, and they just didn't know what to do. And then then finally someone gave me like a double F you middle fingers up, and I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the kind of rivalry we want. She went on to um, make fun of uh, Gotham City. Uh, um Football yeah, club. The, the thread on Twitter is, is it was, magnificent. It was great. There so. was a lot. I mean, the, the thing is, Megan Rapinoe can't retire because she is the best thing, uh, the most exciting. Like, there's uh, other great soccer players out there, but she is just so much bigger of a personality um, that, that uh, we can't we can't lose her. So she's gonna have to play until she's sixty. Even while she's president, yeah. she will be in the NWSL. <laughs> um, She'll have to donate her salary to something, some good cause, because that's what you know Megan Rapinoe will probably do. But you know, I mean, uh, the old rain. They they signed Lester Mayer, and I think they're working on getting Abby Dahlkemper back on the team mm-hmm. too. So it's like this 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 season. Oh no, I no, think Abby, Abby Dahlkemper is no, going to North Carolina Courage. That's right. That's right. It's going to the Courage. No, Rose Lavelle. That's what it is. Rose Lavelle is going to the to the rain. Yeah. And so yeah, because all all of the all of the women that are playing in Europe, I think it's the especially those who are playing for Manchester City. I think um, Tobin Heath and Kristen Press are likely coming back as well. Hmm. It should be really interesting. Yeah. So watch the NWSL, folks. The um, the I don't know if this is a good, but um, I'll put it in the good. U.S. Soccer and Soccer United Marketing, some have broken up. This has been a controversial partnership over the years that, that led to an increase <clears throat> in TV and ad money for U.S. Soccer, M- MLS, NWSL, et cetera. Um, but it meant that the federation had kind of incestuous tied to ties to a specific league, being MLS. Um, Paul Tenori has a really good article in the Athletic. Um, that, that's a good rundown. One of the biggest points of interest I saw was an indication that some, because the U.S. is now going to build out its own marketing department, own TV department, et cetera. Some, you know, obviously they're going to look to how to build their portfolio and make lots and lots of more money because that's how capitalism works. Um, 
and that they'll be pivoting toward making more money off the League's Cup and partnership with Mexican soccer. Um, they Some represents Mexican Soccer Federation, CONCACAF, MLS. So I read that and like raised my eyebrows because I, I think um, there's absolutely two years from now, we're going to have a major shift of um, a Mexican uh, and or just a full North American top league now. Will it be something with promotion and relegation, or will it be a breakoff league or something? Maybe it'll be just a special, it, better. You, you could call the, the the North American the North American Super League. Yeah, um, and you know it's the NA, NASL, the North American Super League. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be good. It's a, it's so it's an interesting thing in that um, I think it's been a good thing. Lots of people have. Uh, criticized the fact that some in U.S. soccer are so close, uh, especially during the, there was the big NASL lawsuit that is still going, even though NASL is dead. But um, I'm kind of worried about if they don't do this, this Super League, because they will do a Super League, that, that's the, but how they're going to do it. They, they know that they need to make money if they combine um, all of North America, or, you know, the, the three primary countries of North America, um, into a, a pool of money, they can do a lot. And they can do a lot that could be interesting, right? If there was a North American Super League um, that had promotion and relegation, that would be really, or, or qualification somehow, that would be really actually interesting, I, I think, um, depending on how they do it. But if they try to do a Super League, I, I don't know. That, that would be very interesting. Um, no, it's, it, it seems like they're laying the groundwork and then they have all of these strategic steps and in terms of everything from the marketing from the all-star game that didn't happen last year um, to the league's cup and all that stuff. Like it's the writings on the wall and they're making the right steps to build out the infrastructure to kind of execute on that. So it isn't quite as much of an upheaval and it's more of a natural progression. And so it seems like they're breaking some of these, corporate ties now in order to make those down the road decisions a lot easier. And I, I don't know what it'll look like, but I, I agree with you. I think it's going to one, I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to have to do it. As well, and U S soccer gets to make this decision before the 2026 world cup too, because U S soccer can also just be like, all right, we're going to do it and make our own money the, the way we want. So it's a it's interesting time, and I think that this news for um, some super um, soccer heads this is this is registering as big news. It's probably one of the biggest news stories in North American soccer in recent times, and it won't particularly get that that much coverage. Um, so it'll affect a lot of things, and we won't we won't hear much about it. Um, let's, um, let's go to a couple more bads, uh, or a couple bads here. Uh, Copa America. What, what is Rodrigo? Give me the, the skinny on what's going on with the, with the Copa America. Uh, all right. So if you guys are aware, Copa America was supposed to happen literally within like maybe two to three weeks. And the host countries were Argentina and Colombia. Well, about a week or so ago. Um, or more, the Colombian president made an executive order decision in which he would tax, raise a tax to uh, really affect uh, middle 
a middle class and lower middle class folks um, that are currently, you know, trying to figure out how to make money during a pandemic, right? And so in um, in an era in South America where there's been a lot of protests in Peru and other places, um, Colombians took it to the streets and, and, and took it to the president to the point where like uh, Colombia military and Colombian police were literally shooting people, right? And the to the point where it affected uh, a bunch of the Copa Libertadores and I think some of the Copa Sudamericanas games, I think there was a, a juniors versus River Plate and where like they had to delay the game because um, uh, what's the uh, the 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 gas uh, from um, tear gas? The tear gas had made it into the stadium from like people protesting and 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 literally fighting the police. Mm. So with that, and and I noticed um, the the wonderful people of Comet Bowl had to make a decision to revoke um, Colombia's I think it was 15 games that they were going to host. Uh, but at the same time, um, Argentina is not doing too well as well. They are, they're not, uh, they, politically, they're not doing very well. Economically, uh, it's always a question, but uh, the president had to suspend the Argentina, the Argentina League because uh, COVID is just, and put everything on lockdown because COVID is so bad. I mean, the last report was, 35,000 new cases every day, mm. right? And that puts into jeopardy to, we know where, where, where Copa America was going, is going to take place. And like, there's been, uh, the funny thing is like Venezuela threw in their hat to host it. And no one knows what politically or COVID-like is happening in Venezuela because there's no information coming out of there. Uh, my vote is to to give it to Bolivia because the last time Bolivia hosted uh, a Copa Americas was in 1963, and I believe two teams uh, uh, removed themselves from the tournament, so it ended up being a round robin game. They play everyone, and guess who won the Copa America? Bolivia, which is the only time they've ever won a Copa America in its history. Uh, but now there's talks that uh, you know that. Uh, that uh, that the U.S. is 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 an avenue, but for right now, from the reports are is that uh, Comebo, when officials were visiting two new stadiums in La Ciudad de la Plata, uh, the capital province of Buenos Aires, the stadiums uh, Estadio Único and that of Estudiantes de la Plata. So those are the two stadiums that they're looking at to see if they can at least be able to host five games each mm. or I don't know, six or seven games each in order to take care of um, what was scheduled previously in Colombia. But with COVID and politically, like, uh, you know, Comebol is in a situation where they can't afford to delay uh, because mid-June comes qualifiers for the World Cup. Um. And so then... Yeah, they're they're pretty much screwed out of them. So it's either Argentina or or, or some other Field. place nearby. Cloud yeah. City, Allianz. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, host. Allianz. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, host. You can host. I mean, who wants to spend their? Who wants to play in the winter in South America? We can Nobody. have a beautiful June yeah. summer day in Minnesota. Yep. 
Eat you know some, what? If, eat some gnats if this happens, goals. I'll say yes to getting my season tickets so I can watch like the seven, eight, nine matches of America at Allianz. Uh, your season tickets won't uh, affect that anyway. So boom, you're going to be you're whatever. Gonna go. I'm gonna. So I, I um, want I want to but, go to Copa America this year. Oh man, I, I'd join you, man. Um, another little bad news, or I don't know if it's a good bad news. Whatever. Olivia Moultrie, the 15 year old who was uh, signed, she was going to be signed by the Portland Thorns. She trains with the Thorns. She um, uh, bleeds with the Thorns. She is a thorn. Um, but NWSL won't. She is the thorn in the side of the NWSL. Ooh, NWSL won't allow underage contracts, so they've won. Uh, but she has been in a legal battle with the league, saying uh, with an antitrust lawsuit, she won a temporary restraining order. So that's only valid for 14 days. So it's not like she's going to get a 14 day contract. Um, but it's kind of good signs that that they might be able to to sign some of these kind of younger players. So good for Olivia. Um, be- right. And, and I also think the NWSL Players Association is also meeting to talk about uh, agreements for the, for I think the, for, for the first time, but like in a sense, like they're, that, and that's one of the things that they're going to start tackling and having discussions about is, is players who, who like, like Olivia, who can, you know, who can play and should play in a situation, right? I mean, and, and I think that, even the CBA won't let her. So even if even if this lawsuit goes, they'd have to change the CBA. But that part is a little bit murkier. I'm not exactly sure. Um, the weird, let me get to the weird here, which is that everyone's second favorite team, Madison, uh, forward Madison, uh, unveiled their goal celebration song last week with their 1-0 victory over uh, North Carolina. And uh, it was... swell and burst when I see what we've become. Uh, the, the best part of, of learning this news was that uh, um, Neil Lavity, uh, assistant coach Neil Lavity and uh, head coach Carl Craig did a, um, a coffee time sponsored by their coffee sponsor, I believe Just Coffee. I might as well just give him a, give him a shout out. Um, and uh, it involves Neil Lavity putting his <laughs> hand on Carl Craig's knee and Carl giving it a, a, a cheeky... Uh, smile to the to the camera uh, it it made me swell and burst when i see what 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 it's become um yeah i'm very excited about that uh they um uh they play this wednesday at seven o'clock i'm bartending that afternoon anyway so i'm just gonna put the game on we'll have a mingo watch party everyone can come join me uh sing ya ya ding dong and um yeah what i am Tony also bartender? i'm also playing planning a july 10th trip out there, so um, I don't believe that that conflicts with uh, the Euros. Now that I think about it, I think the Euros are over schedule. Damn it! Anyway, I'm planning to do that. So, if anyone wants a road trip with me, uh, let's do that. Um, what What's your playlist like in your car when you road trip, though? That's important. It's really fucking good because I have great taste in music and I'm awesome. I don't know. What do you think it's like? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. That's okay. what a reason someone asks, right? To, to find out. Um, Rodrigo, although Rodrigo doubts everybody's taste in music. I remember like when I was, I gave you a ride home from the Blackheart one night. I was like, Rodrigo, what do you want to listen to? He's like, you don't have anything I like. 
I was like, are you sure? I was like, he's like, you don't have anything I like. I was like, all right, fine. I get to pick. And then we just rocked out to Taylor Swift on the way home. You're like, this is fucking amazing. I was like, yeah, thanks, Rodrigo. I have something you like. Was that Pisco? Pisco night? Pisco, mm-hmm. Pisco home opener? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why. Um, well, here's the deal. Every road trip involves the unicorns who will cut our hair when you're gone. That's that's all you need to know. Um, Wait, do you have any Linda Lindas? I do have Linda Lindas all, all the time. It'll just be that, that one little uh, EP they have. All right, the U.S. men's roster was released for the Nations League semifinal against Honduras. On June 3rd, they'll have a warm-up uh, this Sunday against uh, Switzerland in Switzerland. So Jerome Tisson is probably going to be there um, at 1 p.m. Uh, it's great. We have a, a friend who um, created this uh, group on Signal, and he sends out the, um, the, the link to every FC Arau game, and they just missed uh, promotion this year. Um, so it's, it's been great. Thank you, Brandon, for doing that. Um, any any other news? Can I take a break and then we'll we'll be back? All right, let's do it. Yeah. All right, welcome back to the Fifty Five One Podcast. I am your Peabody Award winning. Um, <laughs> New York Times Zone, New York Corey Times Shrippel. East Coast Elite, uh, oh Suck It Flyover State Audio Engineer. Yeah, mainstream, joined by mainstream you know media. these guys, mainstream um, media. Let's anytime, Corey. Anytime that I mention New York Times, like podcasting, you, Lindsay reminds me like he cut his teeth at NPR. <laughs> yeah, that's all he did though. That's all he did. <laughs> It's I like, just, yeah, I, I cut my teeth and a lot of other things. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, let's talk a little bit for this coming weekend. Uh, we're rematched against Real Salt Lake. Minnesota United is rematched against Real Salt Lake. Um, we've got a little bit of news with um, Mark. You want to lead us through a little bit of the, the updates of the watches? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm basically is that um, Tuesday last week, um, Adrian Uno, Huno, sorry. Uh, Unu. Unu. Unu's had a Huno. Yeah. Months. Mm, not going to work. Do, Huno. I'm sorry. What's the World Coast song? All right. Uh, basically, he arrived on Tuesday. Um, Andy uh, Grader from the Pioneer Press reported that uh, the transfer fee for him was about $3.6 million. And um, uh, Frank Payne, a.k.a. Franco Fragapane, is... Frank Payne. Should, yeah, Frank. You gotta say it. You gotta say Frank Payne. Frank Payne. Um, supposedly he sh- hopefully he arrived late last week. No one really knows. He should have. Um, and there was reported that his transfer fee. Uh, Andy actually re- like confirmed this with uh the club that was about one point eight million for him, which signed to a four year deal puts him in a TAM, which is great. Um, and yeah. That means that with the seven-day quarantine and all of that, they should be available on the 29th against RSL. Well, let's uh, let, let's follow that then with this question from Mark uh, Slater. I'm going to mispronounce your name there, Mark. Um, if 
Unu, and he calls him House of Pain, which is also a good name, but not as good as Frank Payne. If they are fit for the RSL match, what is the best starting 11 for the Loons? Uh, and then also, can VAR be used to overturn Heath's <laughs> coaches, coaching decisions? I do. We do know someone, a friend of ours, is in the, the VAR booth now at, at the stadium. He's not in charge of making decisions, but he does do the video, runs the video feed for them. So I'm pretty sure... Pretty sure we can do this. We can make that happen. But um, yeah. do, do you guys expect both of them to start? I mean, they're both in you know, no. coming out of seasons. No? No, I, I think they're going to be subs coming in uh, maybe 60-plus minute sometime. Get a good half, maybe get at, at most get a half hour in. Um, but why? yeah, no. So I don't know who's going to start. I mean, I would. Tell me, tell me why, though. Why, why wouldn't they start if they're, they're, they're match fit? I think, I think Fragapane would start. Because I think he's much more match fit than Unu. And I think you would start him on the left. That puts Lud on the right. That puts Reynoso center at, at the 10. Like, like I think you're, I think as soon as one of them is match fit, and let's assume one of them is, I think you're going, we're going back to the 4 2 3 1. I think you're, Heath is, and I think it's going to be Fragapane. He's going to go off to the left, Reynoso center. Lud is going to go to the right and then pick whomever up top. And then, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he's, I think he's proved that he that he's got the chemistry. And then um, middle of the park, I could see it being a trap in Grey Goose. And back line, uh, there were some photos of Debassi training with the team this week. So um, I think if he, I don't care. I and think then, if he's, I think if he's fit, I don't, I don't care if he's like not quite match fit. I think he's got to start. Yeah, I mean, like. The same thing is that Fragapane is the only ones that have been playing minutes. I think Unu is is been playing what you know maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, he's been a sub. She's been a sub, so I think that's the person that needs to get most fit. And I think Wanchope, you know, you have you have options up top. I think if Fragapane is ready to go, he should get at least sixty minutes. I mean, what's the worst you can do is after that just you know put either Hansen or or Dotson on the left, right, or um, Dotson goes in for Gregush if Gregush is yep. playing in the middle with uh, with Trap. I mean, and that, those are options. I mean, it's good to have healthy options. That that's the thing. It's like we do have, and right now, you know, tell me another team you don't really want to beat. Yeah, I think Adrian Unu coming in as a sub would be great. Uh, I would like to see Fragapane starting. I would like to see um, either one Chope start up top, or you could do the lewd thing up top and have Dotson on the pitch. I, I think pulling Dotson off the pitch would be really frustrating because I think he's been extremely consistent. I would love to see Debasi in. I would love to see Raitala start on the left. Um, uh, I, I mean, I would like to see a, a lot of changes. We're coming off of two wins. I get that. But they were not convincing wins. We um, need to finally get back to what we have. And we only have... <clears throat> One game before a break, right? You know, we've we've got a long break after this, unless I've made that up, right? No, that uh, that's right. But but that's that's the question that I have is that do you think that many kind of wholesale changes is is the right approach, or should it be the you know where have we been just kind of getting by, and that's at left center back, and you throw Debassi in there? Do you keep Jace? Jace, gross. Uh, do you keep Chase in? If Debasi is there and they have that chemistry, or do you 
put Raitala in and we haven't seen him as a left back. I don't think you do. Okay. I could accept just putting Debassi in and then giving Chase another chance and, and then working on that chemistry over the long yeah. term. Uh, Debassi yeah. has to start if he's fit. but 100%. Although I wouldn't mind seeing Raitala in at left back just Cut because... No, it's because he's going to be gone for Euros for the next month. Like, so if you're good, like the whole thing down the stretch last year, and granted, we're going to have a two week break, we're going to have a three week break ever, so it doesn't really apply so much, is that Chase never got a break ever last season. And we're, this is your last chance to play Raitala before he goes off for a month in Europe. So might as well play him, get him out there. Same with Greg, was play him, get him out there. Like, if you're resting uh, Chase and Dotson, and have him come in as subs or do whatever, like, fine. Like, give him some rest and go to it and do some, like, you know, roster management and rest some people and get some other players some reps and just have at it. Um, I mean, I, th- I think if Nagapane starts in a sense, right, if you give him 60, you give him 70 minutes, then I think then I think that's fine because you can have Dotson come in for Gregush if Gregush starts, right? Because that's what we've been doing as of, as of late, you know, having Gregush come off, I think, you know, I think if the boss is healthy, he has to start. You you play with you play chase because you just don't really have a, a real option. And and when you want a change of pace or when you know you need to change the pace and have the ball push forward, I mean that's when you bring in the subs like Dotson and everyone else. So yeah. um that game is on at eight thirty. Uh, we'll have it on at the Blackheart. And um also earlier that day, obviously, is the Champions League final, which we didn't talk about, but it's a full day of football at Blackheart of St. Paul. And the one sad part about that is that David Ochoa got called up to the national team and will not be playing against us. Oh, bum, 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 wanker gesture. All right, let's do some questions here. We um, we called for um, an AMA and uh, um, didn't get as many as we usually get for a regular podcast. Um, yeah, so our listeners are crappy. Um, this this is a oh Steve Lindley. Uh, um, asks from our uh, our slack world um it, what's your dream pointless midsummer friendly is it an actual game or just cancel them all together i mean i've, I've said fc st Pauli is the only one that matters to me like i would love to see that game i would spend one i'd be like miguel Ibar. i would i would have two different jerseys on i would I'd spend just be like i i'd have to, mm, man i don't know I didn't think about it, but I would absolutely love to see that St. Pauli contingent get there, get, you know, be able to see them here. That would be kind of amazing. But mm, so many, man. so many leftist Germans in my bar. Oh, it'll, it'll. <laughs> <laughs> Any other, think, what, what, what other dream friendlies you want to think about? Um, Liverpool FC from Uruguay, just to be able to see Chacon play against us. That would be the best thing for me. <laughs> Just gets gets yeah. a hat trick. You no, don't want to see. Like, you don't want to see. Um, um, what's what's the Peruvian team? Cristal that you follow. The, the no, name. Sporting Cristal. Yeah. No, because they have to quarantine for so long. Well, and yeah, dream. I mean, if if, this if is, the it's pandemic a, this still exists in your dreams, then your dreams suck, man. Have better dreams. Um, Newcastle, <laughs> then, if it's a okay. dreaming, right? right? Newcastle That's from the do. from the early aughts. With, um, oh, from the 97th squad. Yes, if we yeah. mean, yeah. I'd like to see Alberto Solano yeah, come yeah. play at Allianz and then <laughs> score and do the Solarayan and score three, three, uh, 
three free kicks within the last seven minutes of, of, of stoppage time. Yeah, that would Carl Craig would be I, right there with you. That would uh, give him some uh, some good uh, vengeance as well. I would want to see if I if I had to think about it, I would probably want to see one of the one of the Chilean teams that my Chilean family supports, like Cola Cola or um, Universidad de Chile. Um, that would be. A Catolica I, or uh, no, uh, no, no. Actually, they, oh, they, they're they're, uh, they're uh, Universidad de uh, Concepcion. Oh, Concepcion. So, okay. Yeah, who got relegated this year? So yeah, that's um, what I thought. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? They'll come play an MLS team. <laughs> I think with all of our signings recently, like I would love to see the like Minnesota United teasing like, oh, we're gonna have a friendly against an Argentinian team, and everyone's like, oh, it's gonna be Boca, it's gonna be Boca, and then just have River Plate come. I just disappoint everybody. <laughs> that, that actually is a, a that would be a classic Minnesota unit. No, it would be. Hold on, let me let me oh, go look. Goyas, at the, Goyas, Argentina. Oh, no. oh no, it cannot be Goyas. <laughs> Who who's the like fifth best Argentinian team? Uh, isn't that Talleres? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> That's who we, we would bring over. Actually, you know, it would be part of this uh, this this deal. Yeah, um, you heard no, who was the skills. team that um, uh, uh, Amaria came from? That would be that team. Like, hey, one of the teams that we got players he from. Came, he came from Catolica, didn't he? No, he came from Vela Sarfield, I think. Yeah. That's, that's what it yeah. is. I would not want to play Vela Sarfield. <laughs> okay. so, Unless you want to scare see like a 6-2 scoreline, which is fine. Um, Andy Cole, um, who, who wore a fantastic um, forward Madison jersey to the bar for uh, the final day of EPL this last weekend, says, uh, please talk about whether the uh, crew of the podcast thinks they could fight a goose per this um, this article that came out. Did you guys see this? The question that YouGov uh, put out for a poll was, which of the following animals, if any, do you think you could beat in a, a fight if you were unarmed? And I'm going to go down the list. So, like, the, we're starting with the, the, the animal that most people think they could beat, and then eventually you get to the least people think they could beat. Rat. Do you guys think you can beat a rat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I, I have rat phobia and so So, no. lose so that's a, a no for yeah. Rodrigo. No, I would I would I, I would I will I will not. fight I will fight the rat for you. House cat in your honor. House cat? Yeah. 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 I've I've, uh, I've done that to house cats. Yeah. Goose. Could you fight beat a goose? Yeah. I I I I'd, 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 take, little... I'd take some hits, but yeah, I think I could do it. Man, once they start hissing, it gets a little scary. Yeah, but yeah. We're, I mean, we're well, talking I mean, arena. The we're talking. They put you in an arena, and and you have to. You're, this is. I got sport. the goose on lockdown. All I yeah. got to yeah. do is just wrap my arms gotta, around the I, neck. I could get the yeah. neck. I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's it. Medium sized dog. Medium sized dog. I mean, is that like under fifty pounds? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What's a medium yeah. sized? Yeah, I think fish so. Or? Yeah, I think I think I would. So yeah, we're talking big. Yeah, I can take. I mean, as long as you're as long as you're allowed to kick, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you can take a dog. No, oh we're my God. okay. Well, if you're not allowed to fight the dog, Rodrigo, then, then you are definitely <laughs> you're just gonna, going to lose. You're just going to call it a bad, but you're going to shame the dog into this, right? Yeah. No, you just, you just, you just, you know, hold, like, you know, like do a hold. And stay, right? stay, stay. Okay. All right. You guys are going to die. You guys lost yeah. this fight already. An eagle. Could you beat an eagle? Hmm. Bald eagle or yeah, yeah. Let's assume. Let's assume a bald eagle. Bald eagles. Um, sure. No, I don't. I don't think so. Isn't that unpatriotic? You know, I don't no, know how. I don't even know how I would like. It's going to fly in. And, Have like, you seen their talents? It's yeah, just going to like grab They're at like my the eyes size of your I, face. I won't You're be done. Your toast. Your toast. Or it might be like 50-50. Like 
Yeah. I mean, the key to beating uh, an eagle is making sure that you grab their their talons and just you know then bash them against the ground and then you and you've won. But that's oh, the key, I'm the right? I'm we're the bad people who are like, oh, if you're in an arena, you can't kick a dog, and you're like going to bash it. Oh, man. All right, so I think so. Next is a large dog, a chimpanzee. I think if you had a baseball bat, you could fight lots of these things. King cobra, that's where I start getting. I would be freaked that's out. Interesting. A kangaroo from behind. From behind, I think you might have a yeah, chance. Yeah, you grab the tail and you whack yeah. it. A kangaroo yeah. is where like I, I lose. Right, a kangaroo would kick my ass. Literally, oh, yeah. so, literally, literally. Yeah. So th- this is fifteen percent of people think that they can win a fight with a king cobra and 14 is kangaroo now so we've reached it what then, what where's raccoon listed on this thing raccoon's not on this so ne- mm-hmm. next wow. because they're, 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 they're the they're, they're the nocturnal you can't have an arena fight under the big lights with a nocturnal animal have you ever been chased by a raccoon yeah no you haven't um those things are nasty yeah i could beat up raccoon though um the the and then the top are wolf crocodile gorilla definitely the fact that anyone thinks they could beat a gorilla is is uh and then elephant is also amazing oh wow lion and grizzly bear um yeah that that six percent of the population thinks that they could beat it so who and then andy's follow-up is how far could ozzy make it up the list or boxy i mean do we think that if we had one champion to fight all the animals in the arena would it be ozzy no, I think it would be Boxel. Yeah, yeah. I think Boxel takes flights from New Zealand to Australia to beat the shit out of kangaroos. Yeah, I think Boxy is yeah. Australian adjacent enough where he would have the knowledge to beat a kangaroo. Yeah, but but I mean, I yeah, mean, also just, Boxy has the reach and the leg length. So yeah, so you keep you keep him at bay by using their feet, and then as long as you grab a roo by their tail. Right, mm-hmm. and then just try to make sure that they're not that you mm-hmm. immobilize them. You be, I mean, I, I trust Boxy more than I trust Osvaldo. Do you think that? Do you think that when Boxy has a kangaroo like pinned down, his his like tagline, he looks at them right before he gives them the finishing move, and he says, "Who's the Joey now?" Mm, that's good. Wait, or, good. Or, or it makes a Kiwi reference, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Excellent. Thank you for this uh, content machine. Um, Andy Schlett <laughs> says, what's, uh, what's the ruling if a parent rings a cowbell at a youth competitive soccer games when a goal is scored um, oh boy. or an awesome save? Is it cool and rad for the kids or, dude, come on? It's dude, come okay. on, right? Like, like there's, no, there's no question about this, right? Do you want the soccer parent answer or do you want the former Give me uh, both. soccer club board member? Give me both. Uh, the former soccer club board member would uh, would emphatically have the parent who brings the car bill read the code of conduct that they sign when they when they sign the kid up to play competitive sport, and when it it says you are allowed to cheer, but not bring uh, obnoxious, uh, shall we say, instruments into it uh, for the fact that you know it's not sure. Okay. It's not seen as a as a as a as a good sport, a good sportsmanship aspect of it. You can cheer as loud as you want, you know, but you know the cowbell is a little bit excessive. The soccer parent in you says, "Yes, bring a cowbell because the other team brought the air horn." So. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in uh, in in arms races of any kind. So. Um, offensive wounds fan says, "What's the ideal gift for Bob Dylan's 80th birthday?" Um, Bob Dylan, apparently a controversial figure in Minnesota 
for people who are very mad that he won't be on like a tourist uh, brochure for the state. He doesn't. But, he doesn't care about Minnesota. It's I know, fine. but why do Get people care that he doesn't be- care? Because he slept in an apartment in Duluth for like a week once. Like it's he lived in Dickytown. Come that's on, that's what I was going to say. Like another no, minute. yeah, he yeah he lived above the Loring. He was from yep. Minnesota. So that's Who what cares? I would say. It's, I would. it's not because it's not like he yeah. talks shit. It's not like the national right people. The the governor of Ohio is probably like every time. Oh, the national coming out of record. What are they going to say bad about Ohio? Like Bob Dylan doesn't say bad things about Minnesota. He just like doesn't want to live here. Who cares? This is this is what you do. He's still you, genius. You create you 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 give him all the coupons you can find online. And have him dine literally at the Loring Pasta Bar, and just have him talk about the fact that he lived upstairs for I don't know how long. Cool. No, actually, and the, the best gift to, to give so, him yeah. is world's best grandpa because I don't know when I, it was a long, it was a, ten years ago, but he used to, and his kids are all graduated from high school. His grandkids are graduated from high school now, but back in the day, his grandkids were in kindergarten in L.A., and he would just randomly show up to their kindergarten classes and start like playing songs for the kids. And they're all like, who is this weird old dude playing guitar for us? And they go back and tell their parents, like, oh, yeah, that's Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys got to see Bob I, Dylan. So, like, I think, I, world's best grandpa. Um, speaking of random ass uh, um, grandpa parent or whatever, uh, a friend of mine, he um, knew someone who is, uh, their, their kid is uh, in this very nice private uh, school in New York City. And um, on the Pete, at the like PTA or like one of these annual things, uh, all the parents are there. And, and Thomas Pynchon also had a kid in the school. And Thomas Pynchon, Thomas Pynchon, the, the novelist, he's the, but um, Gravity's Rainbow. Not, not, not Bronson Pin, uh, Pin, Pinchot from. Uh, uh, anyway, Thomas Pynchon, very famous novelist who also is um, like, who is he? He's like very obscure, not very, not interviewed very often. He comes up to this parent and he's like, "Hey, I heard you um, do the um, the the parent newsletter. Um, my kid is really into this thing, Pokemon. Um, I'd like to write about it for the newsletter." And the the the, the parent is like. Well, Thomas Pynchon, if you would like to write about Pokemon for the parent newsletter. Absolutely, you may write for the and then uh, and then like um, six months go by and it's like Thomas, are you going to write? And he was extremely stressed out about it. He was like, um, "What is what? What? How long is this supposed to be?" And they're like, "It's a fucking newsletter, buddy. Make it a solid one thousand words." And he was just too stressed out. He had to he had to back out. But Thomas Pynchon writing uh, writing for uh, the the uh, about Pokemon for the parent teacher uh, or i would have i would have loved to read read that something like that like yeah you could always pokemon though you could always write about pokemon for for uh santi's pto newsletter do you think the title that would have been something like you you can't catch them all (laughs) i mean i want to know what he could do with it it's it's uh, truly um or which one would you catch if you could catch one at all? <laughs> okay, I've got a few <laughs> few more uh, questions here. Alex Hint says, my daughter is now three weeks old. What's the appropriate age that I bring her to her first game? First of all, Alex, congratulations. Congratulations. Um, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Three weeks old, Ooh. you are officially still not getting sleep. Um, you can bring her literally, the next game is June 23rd. Perfect, go. There you bring go. It. 
Yep. Just don't, our, don't our, be in our the season, wall behind the goal with the baby. Our, yeah, you don't want to get Zellard. You don't want your kid to get Zellard. Uh, we, um, our, our season ticket holder, um, our seatmates, they brought their first child. It was, like a, it was like two weeks, two weeks old to his first match. So yeah, bring it on. Yep. And then all and then all the people around you get to see your kid grow up. It's great. Yeah, um, I think we brought Amina like when she was two months old was the first time. Yeah. So. We're we're at the early weeks. We I think it was two to four weeks when we brought Isa to uh twins game to the Metrodome. But I had access to a suite, so like it really wasn't like but six weeks brag, a, buddy. Um, oh yeah, well, I don't remember how old the kids were when we brought them up to Nessie, but um, they were young, and uh, and I remember being behind the goal when they were practicing, and one of the, and the players being like, "Hey guys, can you move? We don't want to kill your kids." <laughs> it was like, <laughs> "Yeah, all right, sure, we'll move." Um, final question here. I'm going to do this last one here. Um, Nick the Dosh says, "Which is which Minnesota United scarf is your favorite?" Um, I don't have a f- actual favorite Minnesota United scarf. I assume that. SG scarves can can count. The classic soccer beer labor um, um, red loon scarf is a good one. Um, I apparently have been voted down that our next scarf is not allowed to say this machine kills fascists. Uh, apparently, uh, Woody Guthrie is too uh, too racist for everyone. <laughs> so, okay, I guess we won't do that one. Um, uh, I, I believe our next one is going to be something like seize the means of gold production. But um, instead, but I will say my favorite scarves of all time are um, there's a guy named Stefan who is an Eintracht Braunschweig, Braunschweig uh, fan. Uh, and he has designed a couple of classic dark cloud scarves, the earned not bought, I think is that what, what it says? Um, it was, it was from the 2016, 2015 era um, there were two scarves in those couple of years that he did for Dark Clouds that are I, I wear all the time still. So, anyone have a favorite? I think uh, my go okay, Mark, go ahead. Mine is uh, about two or three weeks after Christian Ramirez was traded, I got a Christian Ramirez Superman scarf on clearance at the Minnesota State Fair at the Minnesota United booth. And a boy with the best of intentions of wearing it when he would come back to Minnesota to play. And I still have never worn it to a goddamn match because he's never come here. And I am so ready to have my heart broken once again on August 7th because he Houston plays at Allianz two days after the trade deadline. So I am just ready for him to not come again and get traded to it like Salt Lake City, who we've already played twice and won't be coming back again for the season. And He, he won't get traded. Done. He won't get traded. He makes way too much money, and he's on a free this summer or this this next year, so no one would take him. Um, but he, whether or not he would play is is a, a real question. Anyone else have a I, final scarves? Yeah, so as someone who's like out of the four of us, the the newest, uh, the, the newcomer to the team, um, I would say my favorite one was one that was – either got it for free or gift was gifted it or something like that. But it was just a the light blue and black striped Minnesota United scarf with not a lot of branding on it. Um, and when our entire, like uh, when our entire Chilean family was up a couple of years ago, I had like way too many scarves. And I just said, here, why don't you guys all just pick one and take them home? And so then they, one of them grabbed that one, my sister-in-law. What? And so I was just like, you know what? 
I know where it lives. It's going to a good place. It's got a story now. Go ahead. Okay. I got other scarves. There's plenty of other scarves. There will be always more scarves. There will always be more scarves. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I'm a big fan of the Red Loons one. Um, but I also like uh, the, we have the Christian Ramirez, and but we I also really like the Pride one that they had a couple of. They've like had a few year. really good Pride ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we, we have, we're big fans of those. I know Nubia made me wait in line to make sure I got a couple. And then, but like currently, you know, I mean, I know it's not a, a supported group, but uh, the Boca do Nord one is, is, is pretty, pretty badass right now, so. Well, my comrades, thank you for this podcast. Thanks, listeners. And uh, we will be back next week to uh, discuss the, uh, you know, the actual soccer. But um, thank you, everyone. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon.